is here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Mark Levin here, our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. Honestly, I'm getting very frustrated here, even with this uh, hearing on impeachment. I'm getting frustrated by all the so-called legal analysis that's taking place, by people who apparently do not comprehend what impeachment is about, the history of impeachment, or even the phrase in the Constitution. If you look at Federalist 65, Hamilton describes it, not with specificity, but it does a pretty good job explaining what they meant by treason, bribery, and the most important phrase, high crimes and misdemeanors. The Congressional Research Service does a pretty good job of pulling together what delegates thought and said at the time and at the ratification conventions. And we've had impeachments before in American history of presidents. And it comes down to this, essentially. It is an offense against the public trust. That is, it's considered a political or constitutional crime. Not a crime even within the criminal code, as there was no federal criminal code at the time. I'm talking about an offense undertaken in your office, an offense taken against the body politic, an offense against your country. And it it shocks me, the number of lawyers on the House Oversight Committee, the House Judiciary Committee, people testifying today. So let me explain to you. Where else am I going to go? Let's start with the basics. Let's put all the Hunter Biden stuff aside Let's even put all the financial issues aside. And by the way, I don't mean for good. I mean just for the sake of this argument. Follow me and you'll know more than anybody on TV who's talking about this. The faithful execution of our laws under Article 2 of the Constitution. Twice. Not once. 
twice imposes a duty of faithful execution of the president who must, quote, take care that the laws be faithfully executed and then take an oath or affirmation to, quote, faithfully execute the office of the president, unquote. These are called the faithful execution clauses of the Constitution. What does the Supreme Court say about this? Because they've said things about this. They've said, among other things, even if a president disagrees with a law that has been adopted by Congress and signed by a prior president, he must faithfully execute that law, whether he likes it or not, unless there is some serious constitutional issue that needs to be adjudicated. What does that mean? Well, they're going around, they're saying, where's the evidence? Alexander Hamilton in Federalist 65 said the Constitution's impeachment provisions described impeachable offenses as arising from, quote, the misconduct of public men, or in other words, he says, from the abuse or violation of some public trust. Such offenses were political, this is Hamilton, not me, as they relate chiefly to injuries done immediately to the society itself. And these offenses obviously can take innumerable forms and simply could not be specifically delineated. So they're delineated at the time the offenses occur. So as a tremendously important example, where people say, well, we haven't reached the impeachment standard yet. Are you kidding me? The immigration laws... I said laws in this country have been intentionally eviscerated. They have not been faithfully executed. They have not been faithfully executed. Take care that the laws be faithfully executed. Under oath or affirmation to faithfully execute the office of the president. A president cannot, must not, unilaterally decide that he will not adhere to federal immigration law and change the entire nature, culture, law of the country on his own through executive orders and through the refusal to enforce those laws. That is a violation twice of the United States Constitution and it certainly meets the standard set forth by the framers of the Constitution. What do they mean? We haven't reached the threshold yet. What are they talking about? We've met the threshold a thousand times. And it's a consequence of this president's lawlessness and his failure to faithfully execute the immigration laws in this country In fact, to do the opposite, to purposely sabotage the ability of us to enforce our immigration laws, he's committed an impeachable offense. And the inhumanity that he has unleashed on the American society, what do you think the framers of the Constitution meant? This isn't even a close call. 100,000 Americans dying every year from fentanyl. We lost 58,000 men in 10 years in Vietnam. Almost twice as many every year because this president 
violates, refuses to faithfully execute our immigration laws and secure the border and secure the country. Well, I don't think we've reached the threshold yet. We haven't reached the threshold yet? Want another example? The United States Supreme Court ruled that Joe Biden, the executive branch, simply does not have the power under the United States Constitution. Does not have the power under the United States Constitution to give away hundreds of billions of dollars, perhaps up to a trillion dollars, in so-called student loan forgiveness. The court said rightly that violates separation of powers. That is an authority that doesn't belong to Joe Biden. That Congress needs to pass a statute if that is to occur. Joe Biden has ignored the law. Joe Biden comes up with some cockamamie scheme and before the law can catch up with Joe Biden, before the next court decision can catch up with Joe Biden, what does he do? He grants hundreds of billions of dollars in quote-unquote student loan relief to one of his, his most important political bases. That's not faithfully executing the laws of the United States. Defying a Supreme Court decision where the Biden administration took the matter, defended the matter in front of the Supreme Court and lost. And then they say, well, screw off. I'll do it another way and there's not a damn thing you can do about it. That's not an impeachable offense. We haven't met the threshold, Mark. What are you talking about? Oh, I know. I know people want to talk about all this is an, is an inquiry. I'm all in favor of an inquiry. An inquiry not to find out if Joe Biden committed impeachable offenses, but to gather and support the fact that he did with overwhelming evidence, pulling it together to show the members of the House, the members of the Senate, and the American people what he has done and the consequences to the public trust to the civil society, to the American people of his unconstitutional acts and impeachable offenses. We don't need to gather more evidence to prove the impeachable offenses. It's worthwhile to gather more evidence to persuade as many people as possible, given the media and the Democrat Party, that they control the narrative. But as a purely constitutional matter, the language in the Constitution, the history behind the impeachment clause, is there simply any question that when a president not only refuses to faithfully execute the laws, and takes an oath to do so twice, the framers put it in the Constitution, or to faithfully execute the laws. That when he does worse, in fact, he sabotages the laws, he ignores the laws, he eviscerates the laws. 
I think we've met the threshold, don't you, ladies and gentlemen? Maybe ask the families of the 100,000 people who've died. Maybe ask the people who've been raped. Maybe ask them. Supreme Court. They go on and on about Donald Trump and MAGA Republicans who are a threat to democracy. And yet, who is it that defies the rule of law? Who is it that defies the Supreme Court decision after losing in that case? Who is it that's breaking our immigration laws? They are. Because that's the Democrat Party. I feel that the House Oversight Committee would have done and would do a far superior job if it let off, if it let off as I have, with the obvious violations of the Constitution and the constitutional crimes, if you will, or political crimes, if you will, as the framers talked about it, against the public trust, against the governmental system, the abuse of power, the failure of him to uphold his oath, to faithfully execute the laws, and the inhumane, hellish conditions he's unleashed on the border and in the interior of the United States, this is exactly what impeachment was for. Exactly what impeachment was for. And let the Democrats defend them. Let them defend what Biden has done. Let them defend the inhumanity on the border. Let them defend the indefensible. That's how I would start. And same with the student loan violations. Seizing the authority of the House of Representatives, specifically in Congress, generally. It's core power to tax, to spend, to borrow, seized by Joe Biden to give relief to his political constituents so they come out and vote and thank him for giving them money that he has no authority to give to them. According to the Constitution, according to the Supreme Court. Why wouldn't you lead with these two things? Now, the case of the financial fraud and all is overwhelming. Don't get me wrong. But everyone gets into the weeds. Well, he, didn't prove it. he didn't take money for it. Okay, now, after the break, let's move on to the, to the bribery issue, to the money issue, to the bought and paid for issue. Because that comes down to another simple argument under the Constitution. I'll be right back. Have you been waiting to buy gold as an investment? Lots of commercials out there, but who can you really trust? I didn't want to make a bad investment, but didn't want to miss the boat either. Sound familiar? Fortunately, I've got great news. If you have an IRA or 401k and want to buy physical gold to diversify your investment, eliminate fear and uncertainty from the process, get the new gold IRA company integrity checklist. It helps you evaluate and choose the best gold IRA company. To get your free IRA company integrity checklist today, text LEVIN to 68592. That's 
That's L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Now, I trust Augusta Precious Metals and invested myself. Use this checklist to choose the best gold IRA company for yourself and see if you agree. To get your free gold IRA company integrity checklist today, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Again, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Text date and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Heritage points out the Supreme Court has squarely rejected the authority of the president to refuse to enforce constitutional laws. As early as the court's 1803 decision of Marbury versus Madison, the court recognized Congress's authority to impose specific duties upon the executive by law, as well as the official's corresponding obligation to execute the congressional directive. The Supreme Court articulated this principle again in 1830 at a case called Kendall versus United States X. Rel. Stokes, involving the president's refusal to comply with an act of Congress, observing that, quote, to contend that the obligations imposed on the president to see the laws faithfully executed implies a power to, for- to forbid those executions is a novel construction of the Constitution and entirely inadmissible. The court further noted that permitting executive branch noncompliance with the statute, quote, would be vesting the president a dispensing power, which has no countenance for its support in any part of the Constitution. And it's asserting a principle which, if carried out in its results to all cases falling within it, would be clothing the president with the power to control the legislation of Congress and paralyze the administration of justice. And there have been subsequent decisions by the Supreme Court then. In other words, what they're saying is, we don't have rule by dictator, where president decides a bill is passed, maybe vetoes it, pocket veto, it doesn't matter, but it becomes law, maybe a former president signed it. You can't just nullify federal laws. And that's what he's done. So I am repeating this. I am urging this. I am raising my voice about this. So some kumquat on Capitol Hill will hear what the hell I'm saying. Now more on all the Hunter Biden, Joe Biden crime family business, which is another article, as I'll explain in a moment. Have you been waiting to buy gold as an investment? Lots of commercials out there, but who can you really trust? I didn't want to make a bad investment, but didn't want to miss the boat either. Sound familiar? Fortunately, I've got great news. If you have an IRA or a 401k and want to buy physical gold to diversify your investment, eliminate fear and uncertainty from the process, get the new gold IRA company integrity checklist. It helps you evaluate and choose the best gold IRA company. To get your free IRA company integrity checklist today, text LEVIN to 68592. That's L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Now, I trust Augusta Precious Metals and invested myself. Use this checklist to choose the best gold IRA company for yourself and see if you agree. To get your free gold IRA company integrity checklist today, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Again, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Text date and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at Augusta Precious Metals when the going gets tough, a tough get. Mark Levin. Call him now at 877-381-3811. Now let's turn to the third issue, 
impeachable offense relating to Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, and the rest of the family. What do we have here? It is indisputable, it is unequivocal, that the Biden family made tens of millions of dollars from foreign entities, including many of our worst enemies. It is undeniable that that money flowed into the Biden family through Hunter or whomever as a result of Joe Biden's position in government, including as vice president, including up to the point he was candidate for president. Joe Biden claims he didn't know anything about any of it, America. He didn't know anything about the shell corporations through which money was laundered. Millions. He didn't know that when he was asked to speak scores and scores of times to foreign CEOs, foreign governments, front groups for the Communist Chinese and others, that he was even speaking to them. Or that there was any implication whatsoever. He was just told to say hello by the direction of his son and he said hello. Or what about some of the meetings Joe Biden had, which involved some of Hunter's partners and some of his clients from overseas? What about all the trips that Hunter took on Air Force Two with Daddy to meet with clients or to have doors open with new clients? And all the rest of it. What about it? What about a $250,000 wire from Beijing to Wilmington? The beneficiary address being Joe and Joe Biden's home. What about the millions that flowed into the Biden Penn Center in Washington, D.C. at the same time Joe Biden was no longer vice president? A no-show job for which he was paid almost a million dollars a year. Coincidence? What about Burisma? His son sat on the board, made millions. Why was he so focused on Burisma? Why was he going after the prosecutor investigating Burisma? How did he even know about it? Vice President knows about a prosecutor investing a corporation that prosecutors Ukrainian, the corporation's Ukrainian. Why did he give a damn? And it goes on. And so the argument is, there's no evidence demonstrating that Joe Biden made a nickel. Ladies and gentlemen, is that what the impeachment clause says? Is that what high crimes and misdemeanors means? If Joe Biden didn't know that these hundreds and hundreds of conversations, meetings, hundreds and hundreds of them, involving his son, involving his brother, involving his staff, the flights, and all the rest of it. If he didn't know about any of it, which of course is nonsense, but let's play along. He should have. He should have known. He should have known all those meetings, all those photographs at the golf courses, all those flights with his son, all those shell corporations, all these things that were taking place. 
in front of his nose, in which he was involved, but apparently was a sucker, meets the impeachable offense standard. There's no requirement that Joe Biden took a penny. His family took tens of millions. Tens of millions. His family took tens of millions. If people wish to believe that that really wasn't known to Joe, they can believe whatever they want. If you failed to protect the country, if you failed to protect the office of the vice presidency, If you fail the public trust in such a consequential and grave way, if you fail in your duty to uphold the Constitution, that's an impeachable offense. It's not an excuse, the fact that his family was involved in all this corruption, using his name, selling his office, pretend that he didn't even know about any of the swirling around him day and night. It doesn't matter. It swirled around him day and night. And if he wasn't involved, he should have at least been aware that his family was raking in tens of millions of dollars. You know who else knows that I'm right? Joe Biden knows that I'm right. That's why when he was first confronted over this during the campaign, he said, I don't know anything about my son's business activities. Because Joe Biden knows what I know. And what apparently the Republicans on the House Oversight Committee and the Judiciary Committee don't know. Apparently what the legal analysts on TV don't know. Joe Biden does not have to commit a crime under the federal criminal code. The constitutional or political crime, if you will, as the framers talked about it, is against society and the public trust. Andrew Johnson wasn't impeached because he took money, or even his family took money. Neither was Bill Clinton. Neither was Trump twice. So why are we changing the standard? Joe Biden, this should be Article 3, should be impeached because he was not, was not doing his duty at one of the highest offices in the land of the country to ensure, to ensure that his son, that his brother, that his family weren't using his office, weren't using government resources. We're using his name as vice president to enrich themselves. If he didn't know about it, he didn't want to know about it. That's not good enough. These aren't specious allegations. They're backed up with emails, with texts, with laptop software, with witnesses. They're backed up with wire accounts, with bank accounts. They're backed up by the IRS. The only person he didn't know was Joe Biden. Rope-a-dope is not a good enough defense. I know nothing is not a good enough defense. 
If your family is using your position as vice president and using your name to get access with foreign governments, foreign corporate front groups, corrupt potentates, corrupt oligarchs, and your family or a family member is enriching him or herself as a result of it, using your name, using your office, and you say, I I don't know anything about it. That's actually more frightening than knowing something about it. Then Joe Biden, by not knowing about it or intentionally not knowing about it, and now covering it up, lying about it, trying to prevent a House committee from getting the documents using his taxpayer-funded White House counsel, I've never seen this before, to trash the investigation as if they're guilty. His attorney general using his position to prevent any kind of a criminal investigation, that further underscores the problem. If Joe Biden didn't know anything, Joe Biden should be coming forward and say, look, I apologize, I didn't know any of this. I'm prepared to provide testimony in writing, in person, to the committee. I don't have a problem with an independent investigation. I didn't do anything. And go ahead, try and prove that I knew something and that I was complicit. But he doesn't. He acts like a guilty man. But even that doesn't really matter. The fact of the matter, all of these activities took place while he was, or most of them, while he was vice president. He was at meetings. He was at phone calls. His address at his home was used. His name was used all the time. Hunter Biden Basically, will he be a perfect witness in an impeachment in an impeachment trial of his father? What did you mean by 10%? What did you mean by Mr. Big? His laptop. It's devastating. So the point is, if people understand what impeachment means, what the impeachment clause means, it doesn't mean anything goes. Maladministration was rejected. Or we have a difference in policy. Or that's a political thing. No. If you're subverting the Constitution, that is, if you are committing an offense against the public, the public trust, the civil society, your country, it doesn't even have to be in the criminal code, ladies and gentlemen. There was no federal criminal code at the time. Then that's enough. That's enough. Well, I don't know if we've reached the threshold for impeachment. I do. I don't have any problem with a hearing. There ought to be a hearing. That's the tradition. You hold these hearings. And we should hold hearings. Nancy Pelosi violated that tradition in multiple ways. Second impeachment of Donald Trump, they didn't even hold a hearing. It didn't matter. They knew what they wanted to do. And Trump did not lead an insurrection and didn't commit sedition, and that's what they impeached him for. Now the Democrats want you to believe that you have, a, have to have a rock-solid criminal case showing financial crimes, and the, unfortunately Republicans are allowing this to occur. No, don't. 
Go ahead. Keep digging. Get the information. I have no problem with this. But at the same time, explain time and time again to Jamie Raskin, who was involved in all the Trump impeachments, who was involved in trying to overturn three Republican presidential elections on the floor of the House, who was and is now or was on the January 6th committee and now is on this committee. There's a reason why. Jamie Raskin's history, the father was a Stalinist. Got that mediocre right? And he, and he liked the communist regime in Russia. Jamie knows this. That's why he won't come on my program and discuss this with me. We've asked him how many times, Mr. Producer? Three, four, five, six? Go ahead, set me straight. Jamie is a radical left-wing bomb thrower, politically. But that's what impeachment means. That's why the clause is in there. And let me put it to you this way. If it is the position of the Department of Justice that you cannot indict a sitting president, a position I agree with, if you can't indict a sitting president and you can't impeach a president who violates the Constitution and, secondarily, his family commits financial crimes tax cheats, violations of fire and so forth. Then apparently you can't do anything if your name is Biden. Now if your name is Trump, everything goes. Everything and anything goes. And you'll get help from Republicans like Romney and Murkowski and other reprobates. Now you know the rest of the story. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Have you been waiting to buy gold as an investment? Lots of commercials out there, but who can you really trust? I didn't want to make a bad investment, but didn't want to miss the boat either. Sound familiar? Fortunately, I've got great news. If you have an IRA or 401k and want to buy physical gold to diversify your investment, eliminate fear and uncertainty from the process, get the new gold IRA company integrity checklist. It helps you evaluate and choose the best gold IRA company. To get your free IRA company integrity checklist today, text LEVIN to 68592. That's L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Now, I trust Augusta Precious Metals and invested myself. Use this checklist to choose the best gold IRA company for yourself and see if you agree. To get your free gold IRA company integrity checklist today, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Again, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Text date and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at Augusta Precious Metals by the way, most of the post-debate analysis I've been reading and listening to is about as stupid as anything I've ever seen or heard. All the advice for the candidates. 4,000 pieces of advice when you get 10 to 12 minutes over a two-hour period and there's seven people on the stage. It's amazing. Here's Biden in Tucson, Arizona today. Cut 27, go. I'm here to speak about another threat to our democracy that we all too often ignore. The threat to our political institutions, to our Constitution itself, and the very character of our nation. Democracy is maintained by adhering to the Constitution and the march to perfecting our union by protecting and expanding rights with each successive generation, including that little guy. He's going to talk about it. 
And it's okay. In my house, kids prevail, okay? This adherence is uh, an optional. We can't be situational. We can't be only, only there when it's good for yourself. It's constant and unyielding, even when it's easy and most important when it's hard. It is amazing to hear from Mr. Autocrat about democracy. When everything he does is topped down by executive order, by bureaucratic regulation, by radical judicial edicts, through a corrupt Department of Justice, corrupt prosecutors, corrupt FBI, and this man talks about democracy. The same party that's trying to destroy the republic. Separation of powers he violates. His constitutional oath he violates. At war with the First Amendment and freedom of speech with censorship. At war with the free exercise of religion by rounding up pro-lifers who dare to protest at abortion clinics. At war with parents trying to come between them and their cherished children. We don't need lectures from this jerk about democracy. We don't need lectures from him at all. Cut 28, go. And there's something dangerous happening in America now. Yeah, it's you, you schmuck. You. And Harry's going to go with his inferences, if you will, to neo-Nazism. Mega Republicans. No, it's Biden Democrats. Who are the lawless, violent, un-American crowd. It is them. It is you. You buffoon. Go ahead. And there's something dangerous happening in America now. There's an extremist movement that does not share the basic beliefs in our democracy. The MAGA movement. Is anybody going to stand up to this and give a speech confronting it? The MAGA movement, make America great again. The party of the Klan, the party of lynching. The party of eugenics. The party of segregation, the party of slavery. The party of abortion on demand. The party of no borders. The party of burn the American flag and replace it with the, the pride flag. The party of destroying the nuclear family. The party of destroying women's sports. The party of equity rather than judicial equality. The party that rejects capitalism. That party is going to talk about extremist Mark Maga Republicans. They're talking about you. This is how demagogues talk. This is how autocrats talk. This is a sick, nasty, pathetic excuse for an operational human being. It's sickening to the core. He uses race. He always did. He's a race punk. Goes into the Senate. It's anti-black racism. Today, it's anti-white racism. Whatever works. And why anti-white racism? Well, if you're going to support the 1619 Project and CRT and all the rest of it, just remember, that's white supremacy. Here's a man who was a white supremacist, active in segregation, talking about an extremist movement afoot, MAGA. MAGA, while he's violating the Constitution, he's, he's a disgrace. And the people who follow him, Biden Democrats... They're the worst. I'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. 
Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, Biden goes on. I'm not going to play it before you ruin your dinner. It's a dangerous notion that Trump is above the law. How is Trump above the law? What did Trump do that was above the law? I can give you an arm's length long list of what Biden has done. Oh, look at the indictments with the documents. No, that's not what I'm talking about. He's talking about overthrowing a democracy. Biden in Tucson today says he's quoting Magna. They want to slit throats of civil servants. Ladies and gentlemen, this is how people come to power. Demagogues come to power and they hold on to power. I've watched this man's career since he was a young man and how he destroyed Bob Bork, how he tried to destroy Clarence Thomas, how he destroyed so many reputable people whose only offense was that they were nominated to serve in high positions. They were qualified. They were good people. They had outstanding credentials, but whether or not they did, Joe Biden didn't like them and he did everything he could to destroy them. And he did. And he still is. Because that's what he does. He's a street thug. He's a very low IQ individual. He's very insecure, thin-skinned, nasty young man, nasty old man. That's what he is. And he has these fascistic tendencies. You know, they talk about, oh, Trump's going after them, he's going to go after the media. Barack Obama went after the media as I wrote in Unfreedom of the Press. Literally went after the media, went after AP. Among others. And they're all friendly. John Kennedy went after the media. With the IRS and the FBI. FDR went after the media. With the IRS and the FBI. Woodrow Wilson went after the media. Trump talked about the media, attacked the media because of the way they were treating him, but he never went after the media. They went after him. So who, who really is the threat to the Bill of Rights? To the constitutional order, to our history, to women's rights, to our sovereignty, to our economy, Biden. And I just fear that Republicans are not competent enough. They're not capable enough to confront this. And many of them aren't smart enough to read the Democrat Party hates America, so they have all the evidence they need. Let's do this one. This is really sickening. Cut 31, go. The MAGA extremists across the country have made it clear where they stand. 
So the challenge for the rest of America, for the majority of Americans, is to make clear where we stand. Do we still believe in the Constitution? Do we still believe in the Constitution? This man listens to historians that trash the Constitution. He's the leader of a party that rejects the Constitution. That supports the 1619 Project. And all the efforts to undermine checks and balances, separation of powers. In the first hour, I went through just a couple of the impeachable offenses against this country unleashed by Joe Biden in violation of the Constitution. So who today is speaking out against Joe Biden? Who today among the presidential candidates? Who's taking on Joe Biden right now? No one. How about any Republican in Congress? Not one. How about any Republican leader? Not one. Me. That's it. This is under the radar because other things are, hey, let's talk post-debate. Let's just talk senselessly, endlessly, post-debate. He should have said this. He should have done that. He could have done that. That one's the winner. That one's the loser. Two months from now, nobody's going to remember this debate. Just like nobody remembers the State of the Union. All the build-up to the State of the Union. All the build-up of the... Ah, build-up. This is reality. Right here in front of us. Joe Biden made these remarks today, and they're not covered anywhere. He makes these comments. Like Woodrow Wilson, a racist, a bigot who hated this country, a Democrat. He makes this, these comments like any autocrat in the world. Every single autocrat, Marxist, fascist, in between and around, claims to stand for democracy, claims to stand for the little guy, claims to stand for the people. While they have their foot on their throats. They characterize the other guys. As what they are. MAGA extremists. What does he mean by that? He wants you to have in your mind the idea of Nazis. Neo-Nazis. Klansmen. And such. That's what he's, that's what, that's what he's doing. MAGA extremists. White supremacists. That's who you are. All you people who do not support him. You know, you know who's on to this guy more than anybody else? Charlemagne the God. Is that what his name is, Mr. Producer? I don't know this man. I've never listened to him in my life. But this guy's on to him. He's on to him. He's no Republican. He's no conservative. But he's on to Joe Biden. You know who else is on to Joe Biden? A Marxist professor, Cornell West, he's on to Joe Biden. He gets it. Robert Kennedy Jr., he's on to Biden. He gets it. They know he's a snake and he's a chameleon that'll say anything for power. He's the racist. He's the white supremacist. Why isn't one of these Republicans who debated last night, one, or any of them who want to be president. Where's Nikki Haley? She knows how to throw personal insults. Where is she? Where's Chris Christie today? 
at the all-you-can-eat buffet? Where the hell is he? He likes to shoot torpedoes everywhere. Where's Mike Pence? I'm standing up for the Constitution. Do you know what I did? Well, where are you today? Where's everybody? They're nowhere. The great danger we, th- we face is this man. This man. Where are all the hosts on radio? Where are all the hosts on TV who have completely ignored this? I ignore nothing. Nothing. So we'll discuss till we're blue in the face the debate last night. All right, you want my take real fast? It's not worth much more. I think debates are important. Regardless. Regardless. But I don't think you need seven people on the stage, a couple of whom have 2% support, maybe a couple of whom have 4% support. What's that? That's why you get into these arguments. The people at the lowest level are trying to climb up, climb up, climb up. So they interrupt. The guy from North Dakota, I'm sure he has wonderful things to say, wonderful guy. He wouldn't shut the hell up. He kept interrupting everybody. Nikki Haley was the most obnoxious last night, okay? Oh, I know. There's a lot of hosts out there, radio and TV. They love, oh, she was good. Did you hear her talk about she gets dumber every time uh, Ramaswamy opens his mouth? I was listening to my buddy's show in the car. Vince on WMAL. Caller calls in and he says, actually, it was my buddy Chris Plant. Caller calls in and says, well, isn't Nikki Haley really proving Ramaswamy's point? The more she listens to him, the dumber she gets? Yeah, pretty much. But what did she say last night? She didn't say anything. She's confronted by Tim Scott about a tax increase on gasoline. She denies it. The record's clear. He says, go online and look at the video. It's there. She attacks DeSantis, says he opposes fracking. He doesn't oppose fracking. First of all, there's not a whole lot of oil in Florida. That's number one. Number two, that was a constitutional amendment voted on by the people. It wasn't a decision that Ron DeSantis made, and he said, that's not true. That's oh, yes, it is. Yes, it is. You notice her answer on school choice? I tried, but it's difficult. I couldn't get it. Why? She is a Republican legislature. And then you hear, you hear Chris Christie. You've got to listen carefully. What he says about school choice, we allow for public school choice. That is, you can pick certain public schools. It's not what people want. They want to escape the public schools. Hey, you folks in Newark, you can pick one of the public schools in Newark. Oh, thank you. You folks in Camden, you can do the same thing. Oh, great. Elizabeth, New Jersey, yeah, whatever public schools in Elizabeth. You can, that's not school choice. That's a joke. There's only one guy on that stage who's implemented universal school choice, and it's DeSantis. Period. Period. Nobody else. And by the way, according to the Washington Post, he won the debate. But in the end, none of that matters. You got to win votes in order to win delegates. The person with the most delegates is the nominee. The person with the second most delegates is the person with the second most delegates. But as I've explained, as a practical matter, the reason people are fighting even for second place 
is just in case Trump trips up or just in case somebody else catches fire, they want to pocket as many delegates as they can. So when you go to the convention, none of this has been explained to you, so I'll do it. Even though it's awfully early. When you go to the convention, you have the most or the second most delegates. That's the game. Or did you hear the debate? I was waiting for a great one-liner. How are you going to get a great one-liner in when seven people are, are debating, including people at the bottom of the pack who are fighting like hell to get to the top? And by the way, this Univision moderator, this has nothing to do with Fox, by the way, you Fox haters. It's the RNC that picked the moderators. This Univision moderator was a leftist. And so we get it. It's the Ronald Reagan Library. Not the coming to a town near Chicago, Obama Library. LGBTQ was an issue, child care, health care, DACA. I said it's the Ronald Reagan, Mr. Conservative Library. We're supposed to be talking about limited government. Free market capitalism. How do we get our country back? What's going on at the Department of Justice and the FBI and the board? It's just amazing. The RNC is so stupid. What's her name? Rona McDonald or whatever her name is? This is why I didn't support her. Why the hell would you bring Univision in and this leftist moderator into the Fox debate, into the Reagan library? So we're debating issues. You know, if the government shuts down, what's going to happen to child care? I don't know. Maybe parents can take care of their children. Well, then they have to make a choice. Yes, they do, like everybody else. My God, what did we do before there was government, federal government child care? I told you in the book, Mises says, we don't talk and think like a free people anymore. We talk and think like Marxists. There it was. Child care, health care, LGBTQ, DACA. What about all the people on DACA? Hey, I have a better question. What about the 100,000 people dying a year from fentanyl? What about it? Well, I don't know. DACA. The focus is on the foreigners. The focus is on their children. The focus is never on we the people. Child care, health care, just goes down the whole alphabet. So, oh, what's going to happen? Oh, I don't know. What happened during the pandemic? When they shut down our public school system, did anybody worry about the kids back then? Now they're 18 months behind? Oh, well, I'm sorry. It was for the good of the community. What happened? All the small businesses that closed down. What happened to child care then? To the people who own those businesses. What about all the employees who were fired had to be let go? What about child care and health care then? And even the big, the big issue. In May, as I keep saying, the GAO, the CBO, the OMB, everybody who's responsible for overseeing our finances at the federal level, they all came together, they issued a document in May, they made it public to the whole world, they made it public to the media, that would include Univision, they made it public to the RNC, and anybody who wanted to read it. The spending levels and the track of spending that we're on and they said it over and over again is unsustainable and then they warned in the document I've read this to you 
I've read it here on Blaze and on Fox. That it poses a grave financial threat and national security threat to the country. The trustees of Social Security and Medicare have said that they're going to go broke. Not within decades, within years. No focus on that. The government's out of control. Redistribution of wealth is their primary objective. So that's why we have child care, health care, DACA, LGBTQ. What about the brainwashing of our children? Or what about talking about Americans as Americans rather than groupism? I blame the RNC. I blame Univision. And all this done at the Reagan Library, can you imagine? And I love it when all these Bush people, all these Bush people are, are talking on behalf of Ronald Reagan. If they had succeeded, if they succeeded in 1980 like they did in 76 of blocking Ronald Reagan from being president of the United States, there would be no Reagan Library from which to debate. The man who won the two biggest massive landslides Two of the biggest in American history, the biggest in the Republican Party's history. And they're all Bush guys telling us about Ronald Reagan. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Now, you know what company is looking out for you when they actually upgrade your service and don't charge you for it? This is great news and for new and current Pure Talk customers. Pure Talk just added data to every plan and is including a mobile hotspot with each one with no price increase whatsoever. Now, if you've considered Pure Talk before but haven't pulled the trigger, take a look again. Just $20 a month for unlimited talk text and a 50% more 5G data plus mobile hotspot. Just 20 bucks a month, folks. This is why I love Pure Talk that also happens to be veteran-owned and only hires the best customer service team right here in America. Most families are saving almost $1,000 a year while enjoying the most dependable 5G network in America. Dial pound 250 and say Mark Levin to make the switch to Pure Talk, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, dial pound 250, say Mark Levin, and make the switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk, today. Well, you're going to be shocked. I'm not, but some of you will be when we come back after the bottom of the hour. Not by Mitch McConnell, who's a complete sap for the Democrats and everything that they do. A hero of the Wall Street Journal editorial page, a hero of National Review editorials over the years, a complete sap. Who's helped brought us to this brink financially and otherwise. Hasn't lifted a finger to help secure the border. Or to help get the Department of Justice under control. He, in fact, he kind of likes what they're doing to Trump. But not just him. Rand Paul is one of the biggest insane statements on this budget. And I think you're going to agree with me on this one. More when I return. Now, you know what company is looking out for you when they actually upgrade your service and don't charge you for it? This is great news and for new and current Pure Talk customers. Pure Talk just added data to every plan and is including a mobile hotspot with each one with no price increase whatsoever. Now, if you've considered Pure Talk before but haven't pulled the trigger, take a look again. 
just $20 a month for unlimited talk text and a 50% more 5G data plus mobile hotspot. Just 20 bucks a month, folks. This is why I love Pure Talk that also happens to be veteran-owned and only hires the best customer service team right here in America. Most families are saving almost $1,000 a year while enjoying the most dependable 5G network in America. Now, pound 250 and say Mark Levin to make the switch to Pure Talk, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, dial pound 250, say Mark Levin, and make the switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk, today. The new American Revolution starts here. The Mark Levin Show. Call in at 877-381-3811. Yeah, what's your listening to this? Here is Mitch McConnell, a post today. Voting against standard short-term government funding means blocking over $1 billion in paychecks for the CPP and ICE agents fighting Washington Democrats' border crisis. So he's trying to say, oh, you're going to cut them when he won't spend an additional dollar to secure the border. Does not Mitch McConnell sound like your typical Chuck Schumer Democrat? He says keeping the government open is the only way to keep making progress on our nation's most pressing issues. Unsustainable, Mitch. You're destroying this generation, our children's generation, and our grandchildren and generations yet born, Mitch. It's on you, buddy. But then this is the remarkable one. How many of you think Rand Paul is a conservative? Have you ever heard Rand Paul actually publicly criticize his colleague Mitch McConnell on the floor or anywhere else? No, you haven't. He plays ball. But I want you to listen to this absurdity. He posts this. Ready? To avoid a government shutdown, I will consent. I will consent to an expedited vote on a clean CR. Continue resolution without Ukraine aid on it. So he'll vote for the whole kit and caboodle. The FBI, no support for the border, the whole thing. The Schumer-Biden-McConnell budget on a continuing resolution, of course. Otherwise, he'd oppose it if they'll just drop the aid to Ukraine. That's all. That's my sell price. It says nothing about our own border. Not a word. He says, if leadership insists on funding another country's government at the expense of our own government, all blame rests with their intransigence. So, Rand Paul has said, look, I'll vote for all this crap in a continuing resolution. And they call it a clean continuing resolution. What's clean about it? They blow off the caps that were negotiated in May. They just blow through them. All this massive spending, I know it's a continuing resolution, but you've got to draw the line somewhere. You had the Republican conservatives, the real conservatives in the House, saying we need an 8% cut. We want money to secure the damn border. We want to support our military and the veterans. Oh, we can't do that, say the five boneheads. Who have no plan to do anything. Their whole goal is to, I don't know what their whole goal is. Nobody does. But that's beside the point. You have the Senate Republican. Now, Rand Paul says, look, I'll vote for this. But just drop the Ukraine money. Some of you out there say, yeah, good idea. I'm sorry. You know what my priority is? Secure the damn border. Our people are dying. 
not in Ukraine, in Texas, in Arizona, in New Mexico, and all over the country from the fentanyl. They're dying from the drug cartels, who now have very cozy locations throughout our country. The abuse of women, the abuse of children, the the overwhelming of our schools, the overwhelming of our health care system. They're going to give them free health care, free education, work permits. I don't know, Rand. Seems to me you should vote no for what's going on in the United States Senate. Ukraine or no Ukraine. What happened to America first, Mr. Producer? So Chip Roy, Byron Donaldson, yes, the speaker, Kevin McCarthy. 8% cut, secure the border. Protect the military, protect the vets. Oh, you must be a rhino. Excuse me. Those who say that are the real rhinos. They are, as I say, Pickett, General Pickett, Pickett George, Pickett's charge. A suicide mission. But very exciting. Nonetheless, except George Pickett didn't want to do it. He was ordered to do so by General Lee. Pickett saw the landscape, he saw that it is a flat field. A flat field, and then towards the end of the field, I've seen this battlefield, haven't you? It goes up a hill, and at the top of that hill, there are fences and walls where a massive Union army sat and waited for the Confederates, for George Pickett, to charge them yelling at the top of their lungs, really excited, nothing could stop them, and George Pickett knew it was a suicide mission. Are suicide missions smart, America? Is that what George Patton was about? Let's just pour right into the breach. No. He was one of the smartest military tacticians in history. Even if he had to go way around one city to get to another, to get behind the enemy, that's what he would do. He didn't charge them straight on. Most military campaigns don't succeed that way. Most political campaigns don't succeed that way. You've got to be smart. You have to have a strategy. You've got to get something out of this. And... Once you have that strategy, you've got to use it against your enemy, like the Democrats. So Rand Paul said, look, the price that I insist on for voting for all this S, all this crap, is just drop Ukraine out of there. That's my number one priority. Not securing the southern border, not even defunding in a significant way, What's going on with respect to the Department of Justice? And no, no, drop the Ukraine stuff. Now, you can argue one way or the other. You and I have, although many people listening, we agree on this. But it's debatable. We can have that debate. Great, 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 whatever. But is it debatable that the border's wide open and Americans are dying? I mean, we say... Look at Ukraine. I've had enough with all the money. But we don't have troops there. 
Our citizens are being killed in the United States of America because we will not secure the border. I love it when people say we won't secure our own border, but they're helping the Ukrainians. Here's the reverse. Rand Paul saying, stop helping the Ukrainians, and I am not going to vote for a bill that secures the border. Well, what's that called? Nuts. That's what it's called. That's what it's called. Nothing I can do about nuts. And so he will vote with McConnell if McConnell drops Ukraine, which he won't do. They'll vote with Schumer if Schumer will drop Ukraine, which they won't do. So that is the red line for Rand Paul. Not the border. I think McCarthy and his leadership. I think Donald's. I think Chip Roy, the Freedom uh, Caucus, they have it exactly right. Slash the budget and secure the border. And McCarthy's even said, cut the funds to Ukraine. Just so we can get this vote through. And we can have that argument later, you and I or others. The Russian wing of the Republican Party, which is very bizarre to me. But again, that's not my point tonight. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Now, you know what company is looking out for you when they actually upgrade your service and don't charge you for it? This is great news and for new and current Pure Talk customers. Pure Talk just added data to every plan and is including a mobile hotspot with each one with no price increase whatsoever. Now, if you've considered Pure Talk before but haven't pulled the trigger, take a look again. Just $20 a month for unlimited talk text and a 50% more 5G data plus mobile hotspot. Just 20 bucks a month, folks. This is why I love Pure Talk that also happens to be veteran-owned and only hires the best customer service team right here in America. Most families are saving almost $1,000 a year while enjoying the most dependable 5G network in America. Dial pound 250 and say Mark Levin to make the switch to Pure Talk, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, dial pound 250, say Mark Levin, and make the switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk, today. You know, I'm very excited about this. Prior to the release of the book, The Democrat Party Hates America, I signed several thousand copies with Premier Collectibles, which is one of the most revered companies that deal in limited edition products. And I wanted to do that because I can't go all over the country signing books and meeting people. It's just physically impossible. As much as I'd like to. I knew we'd have the two book signings on the East Coast, the one on the West Coast. But what about everybody else? Or people who can't afford to travel to these locations? Or people who are just too busy? Or people who just don't want to? So at your very fingertips, there are a limited number of first edition Signed copies, signed, of the Democrat Party Hates America. So if you're thinking about a Christmas gift or a Hanukkah gift or whatever gift, or you just want it as a collector's item, or you just want it to give to somebody else a signed edition, then I want to encourage you to act now, because once they're gone, they're gone. I'm not signing anymore. That's the nature of limited edition. But there should be enough there for anybody who wants them. If you act now, remember when we talked about the Reagan library, how that sold out? 
It sold out fast, within an hour or so. These books won't last week after week after week after week, maybe in a couple days, maybe one day. I have no idea. It's a big audience. But if you want your signed copy and you're disappointed you couldn't come to a signing, or you're disappointed there's not a signing anywhere near you, or you just want a signed book or books as a gift, I'm telling you now is the time to act. You go to Premier Collectibles. Just Google Premier Collectibles, Mark Levin, or Premier Collectibles, the Democrat Party Hates America, and you can jump in immediately. It's now on all my social platforms. The link is. It's great to get some of your holiday purchasing done right now, particularly when you're dealing with items that are limited edition, first edition, and simply won't be around once they're gone. We've hit the New York Times bestseller list. There is, in fact, a campaign to try and knock us off. They may succeed. All over MSNBC and CNN and the corporate Democrat Party media. I can't worry about that. What I am worried about is the future of this country. And this is the ammunition you need in this book. And this is real political, ideological, historical information that you can spread all the work is in front of you. What, what did one person, one, one of the interviews, one of the great hosts, and I want to thank them all, said this is like a reference tool. This is like a reference book. Number one, I can speed right through it. But number two, when I want to go back to Lyndon Johnson, or I want to go back to the Civil War, and I want to go, go back to the constitutional period, and why, why it wasn't the Republican Party that suddenly became the Democrat Party in the South. I need to refresh my memory on these things. It's all in the book. Who's Gramsci? Who is this guy? And what did Lenin say? And what did Stalin say? And why is that relevant to the Democrat Party? It's all in the book. Where did this destruction of the nuclear family come from? Where did the changing of words and the changing of thought processes, this whole woke thing, what's the, what's the basis for this? Who gave birth to this? It's all in the book. And it's up to each and every one of us. You know, what are we going to do, Mark? We aren't going to do anything. You and I are going to do something. The parents groups, the Tea Party groups, the pro-life groups, so many wonderful groups. The taxpayer groups. These are individuals who've decided to do something. What I've decided to do is write this book. And even the great hosts all over the country... On our, on our fantastic affiliates, as well as syndicated hosts who've been, uh, who've been fantastic, and others. They have all said, who've read my other books, this is your best book. Over at Breitbart, that's what they say. Others have said the same thing. I've said it myself, because it is. I've made it as easy as humanly possible for you to acquire it, and acquired it at 40% off on Amazon.com. Right now, it's been 40% off. It won't be 40% off forever. Those of you who go to Costco, Costco puts its books out for four to five weeks and then pulls them. They have great discounts, just as good as Amazon.com. So when you're in Costco, when you're looking for your, your 25 pounds of grapes or your 400 rolls of toilet paper, walk by that one table that has only a handful of adult books because they're not going to be there in four or five weeks and yet they're going to be about 40% off. And Costco's been very good that way. 
Walmart, the same thing. Barnes & Noble, I don't know what's going on there. Sales seem to be a little flat. I'm starting to think they're hiding the book in the back. Even the Barnes & Noble where I signed, the book was not in the window. Well, we're so concerned about offending, you know, others. And I like Barnes & Noble a lot. So visit these stores if you do. Go to Amazon if you do. But I'm, I'm telling you about this limited edition, signed, first edition copy. If you don't get it soon, they will run out, and you won't have them for the holidays. And unfortunately, I always have people writing us and saying, I didn't know. I'm doing the best I can. I'm on the radio, and we're posting it. And Premier Collectibles has a fantastic reputation for quality control and getting these books out to you very, very quickly. So you go to Premier Collectibles, and then... uh, on Google or go to uh, the links that I have on my social sites and you can jump right in and get your signed copies. And when the last one is sold, that's it. I'll be right back. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. People are texting me now. What's going on with Barnes & Noble? I don't know. Uh, We've always had a good relationship with them, and, uh, and they with us. I've done major book signings with them. And I think they're in the book selling business. But it turns out the Democrat Party hates America, even though it's number one in the nation. By the way, not just for nonfiction books. We just looked at BookScan. For all hardcover books in the country and all hardcover and ebooks combined in the country. Doesn't that deserve like being in the window or being on a front table? So I guess my question to the people at Barnes & Noble, whether it's corporate Barnes & Noble or the individual retail stores where I understand the managers make their own decision, what is the problem? I mean, I hate to start telling people to go elsewhere. Because I like Barnes & Noble. I go to Barnes & Noble. But the, the allegiance has to be both ways. I'm not telling the clerks or the managers that they have to agree with my book or even like the title of the book. But you got books in there that use the F word on the title, and worse than that, when you open the book. So don't play this game now. Don't do it. Or honestly, I expect the people in the audience will go elsewhere to purchase. It's not a threat. It's not a boycott. It's none of those things. I'm just voicing, why are you doing this? Costco's not doing it. Walmart's not doing it. Sam's Clubs isn't doing it. BJ's isn't doing it. Books of Millions not doing it. Even Target's not doing it. So it seems to me if you're a retail store and you're selling something that anyone can buy online, that you should be open to all points of view. And, and you may think you are, but if you don't have the number one book in the country, fiction or nonfiction, where people can easily find it or see it, as they're coming into your store, that's just not right. That's not all, all their stores. But I mean, I'm getting enough information about some of their stores. Again, we're not having this problem elsewhere. We're just not. 
Now, you see what's happening in our retail stores across the country. I think it was two days ago, and it's in the book, that there were people like Joy Reid and others who said, you know, we really shouldn't punish people for property crimes, and we certainly shouldn't shoot them. Remember that, Mr. Producer? No need to dig out the audio from a few days ago. Well, it's starting to catch on uh, from the uh, backbencher plagiarists. Because according to the radical left, and they've said this, this is equivalent to reparations. Property rights don't exist because property ownership is part of the white supremacy, part of the founding of the nation. And everything that's flowed through the capitalist system is free game. So this is what people are being taught in high school, colleges and universities. I cite the experts, so-called, who are behind this sort of thing. And of course, you have these so-called prosecutors who are basically the front for the criminal enterprises in this country, the far left. Many of them with this agenda are funded by Soros, but not just Soros, a lot of dark money. And so you have retailers. Retailers have lost $112 billion dollars. They're closing stores faster than they can open them. And over at Town Hall, Guy Benson, who's one of the great columnists, and who does a fantastic job on radio and TV, he writes, one of the fashionable justifications for rioting and looting was that large companies held insurance policies, so such crimes were essentially victimless. It's always dangerous ignorance. It fueled lawlessness that has resulted in immense harm and even deaths. And many small businesses could not and still cannot weather crime sprees. Blathering about insurance doesn't save a family-owned store teetering on the brink as neighborhood safety deteriorates. And even large corporations can only withstand so much, hence the exodus of businesses from decaying urban centers and the shuttering of franchises by enormous companies like Starbucks, McDonald's, Whole Foods, and so many more. You know what this is? These are Marxists essentially redlining their own communities. If McDonald's, Whole Foods, Starbucks, Target, all the rest of them, weren't going into these communities because they were concerned about crime, they'd be accused of racism and redlining. But they're having to leave these communities because of the crime that's been unleashed by Democrat Party policies, Democrat Party prosecutors, Democrat Party judges, and generally the Democrat Party ideology. So the Democrat Party and its various surrogates and appendages are redlining their own communities. People are getting out. Businesses are getting out. Guy goes on, when, say, a Walgreens location is closed down due to crime and deteriorating conditions, insurance doesn't fix that doesn't magically provide new jobs for the displaced employees. It doesn't suddenly furnish local senior citizens with convenient local options to pick up necessary prescription medication. doesn't patch up a community that's slowly or rapidly circling the drain. These are very real costs for real people. And the wages of such reckless policies continue to pile up across America's major cities, the vast majority of which operate under one-party rule. That's right. One-party rule. And it is the Democrat Party. 
CVS is set to close hundreds, hundreds of stores across the country as it undergoes a complete retail overhaul. As more outlets move towards online sellers amid rampant increases in crime. The major drugstore chain is coming to the end of a policy launched in 2021, which will see 300 stores closed each year, meaning 900 will have shuttered by 2024. And in the announcement, which has hit headlines again recently amid rampant shoplifting at the chain, bosses said that they were undergoing a new retail footprint strategy. I bet that footprint is let's get the hell out of here. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Well, we have our friend David McCormick up here. He's uh, running for the Senate. In the Republican nomination in Pennsylvania up against Bob Casey, who's basically a mannequin. Uh, he never really talks. I don't even know what his voice sounds like. Dave McCormick, uh, you can find out more about his campaign at Dave McCormick, M-C-C-O-R-M-I-C-K-P-A.com. It's on all our social platforms. Dave, welcome to the program. All this going on in Philadelphia. It's two nights now. Has anybody heard from Mark. Senator Bob Casey of you? Not a word. Not a word. Thank you for having me. It's always so great to be, be on your show. My yeah, this, is a, this, is, this is a disaster. I mean, I just by coincidence was in um, Philadelphia the day, after the, uh, the day after the first night of looting. And it's just, uh, it was incredible. I stood in front of the Apple store and you see more than a hundred looters, you know, running down the streets. And it's, uh, it's the direct result of terrible leadership. Uh, This uh, Soros back DA, Larry Krasner, but Bob Casey has been AWOL. And this is also the result, as you know, of a, of a progressive liberal ideology that wants to defund the police, does not support law and order, puts uh, dangerous felons on the street and uh, and hasn't done anything to stop the fentanyl crisis that's that's killing people in Pennsylvania and around the country. And so this is all coming to a head in our urban centers. Philadelphia is just uh, disgraceful to see. Honestly, God, Bob Casey is always AWOL. He's AWOL on everything. Um, he's not just not a leader. He's really not a senator. And I'll be honest with you. I can't tell which, which senator is more dimwitted, Fetterman or Bob Casey. Now, Bob Casey supported Fetterman even knowing he wasn't up to the yeah. job. Bob Casey is down the line, radical Democrat. He poses as a moderate. His father was a moderate. Bob Casey, the son, is no moderate. But in a matter like this, when communities in Philadelphia, in our cities, all throughout Pennsylvania, are united in their objection to this kind of lawlessness and brutality, and these retail stores now leaving these communities, Bob Casey's afraid to speak. So I assume you've challenged yeah. him or something or saying, Bob, we can't hear you. Yeah, I have. I've, uh, I've, I've, I've made that clear publicly. He's, uh, he's been completely silent, but, but listen, this is, this shouldn't be a surprise. So Bob, Bob Casey's been in statewide elected office for 30 years. Um, he's been 17 years in the United States Senate. You, you literally could not put your finger on a single thing that he's done from, from what is, arguably one of the most significant states in the country, the birthplace of our country and, and uh, a battleground state. But here's the thing, Mark, that is uh, just shocking. Um, under Joe Biden, 
Bob Casey has voted 98% with Joe Biden. He's a rubber stamp that has over and over again supported the policies that are taking our country in a terrible direction, whether it's the border, inflation, law and order. And so this is emblematic of, 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 of someone who's not actively fighting for the interests of Pennsylvania, but has essentially adapted um, the, the terrible policies of Joe Biden. And that's why I believe that when presented with an opportunity to vote for someone who's going to fight for them, who's an independent leader, who's uh, going to fight for the people of Pennsylvania, and who's going to act as a leader, uh, I think the, that there's a real chance that Pennsylvanians will, uh, will make the different choice, and I'm going to work hard to earn their vote. While the Democrat ruling class in Pennsylvania is frightened of you, they've The governor put out an edict which is intended to harm your election chances, automatic voter registration. He did it without any legislation from the legislature in Pennsylvania. That's directly aimed at you, I believe. Uh, In the case of Bob Casey, what he does is he overwhelms the airwaves. It's very expensive in Pennsylvania. You have all these, these big cities, but you have these sort of cluster areas of big cities with suburbs. And so the media market is very expensive. And he expects yep. to overwhelm you with all kinds of donations from Schumer, the hard left Democrat billionaires and all the rest of it. And this is why I've endorsed you, because I think you're good on the issues. You're a good debater and you have at least some finances, significantly so, to take on what's going to be this uh, this air attack and this ground attack against you. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, this is this is not for the faint of heart. Uh, that's for sure. But uh, here's the way I look at it. I've, I've been uh, blessed with uh, everything this great country has to offer. I'm a, a Pennsylvania kid, born and raised, had a chance to go to West Point, uh, serve uh, our great country in the 82nd Airborne Division, and then run a successful business in Pittsburgh that created hundreds of jobs. And, you know, if, if people that are blessed don't fight for America – uh, the, the great uh, American dream that you and I have lived and the great America we've been part of won't be available for our kids. And so as nasty as it's going to be, and it's going to be nasty, it's already turning nasty because uh, of what you said. I think the Democrats think that there's a, there's a real threat. Um, it's small in comparison to what uh, or, you know those before us have sacrificed. And, I, and so uh, my wife and I are honored to be able to do it. And we're going to fight uh, every step of the way to, to win this seat. And I think what's happening is that uh, the Republican Party in Pennsylvania and around the country sees this as a race we can win. And the Senate uh, could very well depend on what happens in Pennsylvania, Mark. And if you think about uh, protecting our country and taking the right direction, the difference between having a majority led by Chuck Schumer and a majority led by strong conservatives is a big difference. And so... The stakes are high, but, you know, anything worth doing is going to have some risk and some pain associated with it. And I'm proud to have a chance to do it. I think you have a real shot at this. And I hope the Republicans in Pennsylvania unite behind your campaign. Do so quickly so you don't have to waste a lot of money in the primary. There are many candidates that can run a statewide race uh, and put up with this Democrat machine. You're one of them who can. Uh, you've been uh, very loyal to, you were very loyal to Trump. You're very loyal to, uh, to other Republicans who've been, uh, very interested in, uh, in your candidacy and in their own candidacy. I just think you're a kind of guy that can bring the different disparate parts of the Republican party together, uh, including conservatives and primarily conservatives, 
back your candidacy because they know how bad Bob Casey is. Bob Casey, when he first ran for office, he was one of the biggest pro-lifers in America. Now he's one of the biggest anti-pro-lifers in America. So regardless of what people think about this issue, this is a this is a moral question. How do you flip-flop on a moral question? His father, Casey versus Planned Parenthood, that is a seminal decision. His father would be appalled at his son, but he's a chameleon, isn't he? Yeah, that, that's a perfect example, but it's, it's not the only one. Um, the, the Bob Casey, uh, the, you know, I'm saying this in quotation, the perceived moderate, you look at the voting record and you look what's, what, what uh, he has become, he's become a very left-leaning senator, and it's, it's no uh, surprise why that's true. It's because that's the, where, where the Democratic Party has gone. And so he has been a follower, not a leader, and he votes in a way now that is out of step with the majority of Pennsylvanians. And in terms of the Republican Party, listen, I, I, ran, a, I ran a really hard race. You know, Hold you your thought right there. I want to carry you over the break, and I don't want to cut you off you your it. thought about the race. I'm going to also ask you two other questions. What has Bob Casey done about the border? What has he said about the border? And there are other, a couple other questions I want to ask you about Bob Casey, like Bidenomics. He really believes it's working? His party really believes it's working? Is that the way the... The people in America, tough people, and particularly in Pennsylvania, is that what they think? In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Do you ever talk back to your radio? Then you must be listening to Mark Levin. Pick up the phone and call 877-381-3811. We're here with uh, Dave McCormick, who's taken on the big task. It's very difficult to beat an incumbent Democrat, let alone in Pennsylvania, one with the name of Casey. He's been riding on his father's coattails for decades who's going to be supported by a big union, big business, um, big illegal immigration, and all the rest of it. They're going to throw everything they have into this race because they can't afford to lose Pennsylvania. And if we can take Pennsylvania with Dave McCormick, that will be pretty good indication of a blowout night for the Republicans. And Dave McCormick, a couple of questions for you. 
Uh, Casey's been in the Senate long enough. He's part of the majority party there. What exactly is his position on illegal immigration and this invasion that's overwhelming our communities and in our cities, including in Pennsylvania? Yeah, it's um, you know, you made the point earlier about that the transformation of Bob Casey. It's a it's a perfect example of of his flip flopping in two thousand and six. He opposed amnesty and supported a, a border fence. And uh, in the la- and during the Biden administration, he's gone in completely the opposite way. So he has uh, been a explicit and strong supporter of the Build Back Better Act, which, as you uh, know, called for large mass legalization. He's voted twice against Kate's law, which uh, set a mandatory imprisonment minimum for deported felons who illegally entered the United States. He has been lockstep with Joe Biden, uh, rubber stamping every one of Joe Biden's policies as it relates to the border. And so this border crisis, which is affecting Pennsylvanians, and everywhere I go, uh, this is a top issue, Mark, everywhere I go in, in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, Bob Casey owns it. Bob Casey owns it just like Joe Biden owns it. And it's been an absolute disaster. And, and uh, when I've criticized him and others have criticized him, there's silence. And I think the reason there's silence is it's pretty hard to defend. And then this thing about Bidenomics, with inflation through the roof, people can't afford homes, many people are having trouble making ends meet, they're running up their credit cards, the uh, record level of debt, they're in this spiral. Uh, The price of food, the price of basics like, uh, like gasoline, people can't afford cars because of their phony energy policies, on and on and on. And Biden says this is working, and all the Democrats say this is working. Don't you think they really ought to run on Bidenomics and uh, and tell everybody who is suffering that it's really working? Wouldn't that give you an opportunity? Uh, it's a huge opportunity because I I, I just did a poll among uh, you know Pennsylvanians and fifty of fifty percent of them said the biggest issue for them is inflation and the cost of living. It's a disaster, Mark. Forty year high in inflation. You know the the Biden administration says. Oh, inflation's improving. It's only growing by 3%. Well, it's up by 20% since Biden took office. Uh, fuel prices is up, are up 50%. Gas is up 50. Uh, diesel's up 60. Um, as you said, rent, food. And this is a killer. It's insidious because it hurts all of us, but it, it's crushing for working families who live paycheck to paycheck, which, by the way, are 60%. Of, of Americans live paycheck to paycheck, mm-hmm. and it kills elders on a fixed income. And this is a direct connection, a consequence of, of a couple things. The unbelievable spending uh, that's taken place under Biden, these huge legislative packages, trillions of dollars. Now, you know, you and I both know that Republicans have not been great on spending over the last mm-hmm. decade either, but what's happened under Joe Biden has been a hockey stick. In comparison, it's out of absolutely out of control. The second thing that's been a big driver of inflation is the attack on our domestic energy sector, because that's a direct driver of the fuel prices, which is a big part of where inflation is showing up. And I was with a bunch of farmers today in Lancaster County. Number one problem for them is fuel prices. So mm. the, the inflation we see is a direct consequence of Biden's policies. I can't for the life of me understand why he's leading with that. It's like leading with your chin. And I'm going to, every time I talk to, uh, to, to anybody in Pennsylvania, I'm going to talk about the deeply flawed policies of Joe Biden and Bob Casey that are crushing 
uh, working families and crushing Pennsylvanians. And uh, it's a disaster. There's no doubt about it. This attack on energy production and energy independence is not only an attack on the average Pennsylvanian who's having difficulty making ends meet. It's an attack on the on the fuel industry. People don't realize a significant fuel industry in Pennsylvania. So it's an attack on both ends of Pennsylvania, isn't it? It's, a, it's complete idiocy. Well, here's the thing. This is the absolute hypocrisy of it. Pennsylvania, just to put it in perspective, you, I think you know this, but if Pennsylvania were a country, it'd be the fifth largest natural gas reserves in the world. It's enormous. We just have to be able to unlock it and get it out of the ground into pipelines to the northeast and southeast and, you know, a, 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 a port opportunity, a port where we can, we can actually export to the world. But here's what happened. Uh, President Trump had a, a set of policies that really created energy dominance. We were well on the way to being the most dominant energy player in the world. Under Joe Biden, three bad things have happened. Number one, we become an, an energy importer, not an exporter, due to the policies and the regulatory blanket that's been placed on our, our, our industry. Second, it's killed our economy. I mean, Pennsylvania uh, could develop its fracking industry, its natural gas industry, would be a huge driver of jobs, it's, it's, it's an amazing uh, opportunity for us if we can just unlock it. Third thing, and here's the irony, it's actually been bad for the environment because under Joe Biden's policies, we've become a net energy importer. And guess what? We're buying crude from Nigeria and, and Saudi Arabia, which is far less clean for the environment than that pure, wonderful natural gas that comes out of, uh, out of uh, Pennsylvania. And so this is one of these things where the, the left has hijacked this issue and done stupid things under this notion of virtue and the environment, which has been bad across all three fronts. It's been it's been really stupid. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, you can hear how eloquent and knowledgeable Dave McCormick is. And he's running against really a Democrat leftist who pretends to be a mainstream center-left uh, union-supporting Democrat when he's attacking every household in the state of Pennsylvania, union, non-union, white-collar, blue-collar, uh, says nothing about what's going on with the Democrats in these cities who lead these cities and are destroying these cities, like my home city of Philadelphia. The guy just is lazy. Uh, he votes as he's told to vote. And as I said, it is a close call over who's more dim-witted, Fetterman or Casey. Now, if people want to help you, Dave McCormick, and we're certainly going to have you back during the course of the campaign, where do they go? DaveMcCormickPA.com. Um, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going to be running hard for the next 13 months to uh, replace Bob Casey. And uh, as I said, Mark, I'm grateful for the opportunity to talk to, you, to your listeners and uh, always appreciate your friendship. Likewise, you're a good man. I think you really have a shot at this if the party and the people get behind you and you get your message out. And I know you're a tireless campaigner. So Bob Casey's in for the fight of his political life, and that's a good thing. It's DaveMcCormickPA.com on all my social sites if you want to check out his campaign. Thank you, my friend. Take care of yourself. Hey, you too, Mark. Thanks again. Look forward to reading your new book. Talk to you Thank soon. you, buddy. God bless. You folks, I want you to read my new book, too. Oh, there goes Mark again. Mark will stop. It's just a matter of a few weeks. I'm going to stop. But I want you to read it. And then after you read it, I want you to call me and tell you. And tell me, was it worth it? Did you get value out of it? Is it something you can use in the future and use with your family and friends and so forth? 
Because to me, it's the modern-day Thomas Paine pamphlet. Now, obviously, it's not a pamphlet in a literal definition of a pamphlet. But Thomas Paine wrote many, many pamphlets, and they weren't three pages long. His most famous was about 50 pages long, and it changed the course of the country. About two and a half million people lived here. About 200,000 people read his pamphlet, the most important one. And most importantly, George Washington read it to the troops to encourage them. And so I'm reading it, parts of it, to our troops, you in the audience. And I'm asking you, please take up the cudgel. It's not that hard. You're not putting your life on the line. Just pick it up. Read it. I think you're going to really be impressed with the informations in there. In there, You're going to say, I'm really glad I have this information now. I've got a kid who's kind of gone left. I know a buddy I want to show this to. And I think it's very, very important. The book market is pretty dead right now. It's pretty flat, just so you know. There's only one book that has broken through, at least for now, mine. And so 160,000 copies of all formats have been purchased in the first week. So I want you to go to Amazon or any major retail store. If you're in Costco, if you're in Walmart, Sam's, BJ's, wherever you are. Books a million. Take the opportunity. Grab a copy, maybe a copy for some friends. Think about the holidays. I'm now offering you signed editions, limited editions. When they're gone, they're gone. I'm doing everything I can to make it available to you at a very, I think, uh, fair price. Very fair price. The discounts are all over the place. And so I want to encourage you. It's number one on the New York Times. We'll try and keep that up. That should encourage you. That should encourage you. That there's tens of thousands of like-minded Americans who've had enough, who want to inform themselves. And who want to help just by spreading the word. And the word is what? That the Democrat Party hates America. And we want people on radio. We want people on Fox and other places to start saying that. Because it's true. Just like so many of them feigned away from the word Marxism. Now they all use it. And they should. That's a good thing. That means we, you and I, we, have had an effect We've had an effect on society and the culture and the politics. That's good. Now we need to press ahead. That's the way I view it. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Well, there's a big story in the Washington Compost, which is where the never-Trumpers, the rhinos, and other reprobates go to leak their stories and it's Washington Post by Robert Costa used to write at National Review but he's made a complete transition alarmed Republicans are preparing to draft Glenn Youngkin they're going to have some big meeting in Virginia Beach Florida uh, in Virginia Beach Virginia Uh, they're calling it the something or other the uh, the red uh, vest retreat because of the fleece Youngkin war and the meeting is October 17 I want to give some friendly advice to Glenn Youngkin If you try to parachute at this late date into the Republican primary, you're going to get chewed up. These billionaires don't represent the public. They don't represent the base. 
Bill Barr and John Bolton are as far off the base as anybody can imagine. You're going to be encouraged to do this, and you're going to get all chewed up. Ground up like a sausage. This is not the right cycle to do this. I know that these billionaires and these reprobates, they don't care. They will throw you into the grinder in the hopes that the liberal media will raise you to a point where you can beat Trump and DeSantis and these other people. The base doesn't care about the liberal media. The base doesn't care about Barr or Bolton or these billionaires or these dark money operations. So my friendly advice to Glenn Youngkin is stay out of this. Maybe in the future, but stay out of this. Furthermore, you haven't been governor that long. I know it's a one four-year term, but you haven't had a majority in the state Senate. You're now fighting to get a majority. You're hoping in November when Virginia has these off-year elections. So you're not, you've not been able to do that much. You go on TV and you talk about parental rights and parental teaching. Most of that is not occurring at the state level. It's occurring at the local school board level. With these parents groups that have almost nothing to do with what's going on in Richmond, Virginia, the capital of Virginia. They're not getting a lot of support out of the state government. Because the Republicans don't control the state government. So when you compare Yunkin's record, where he's trying hard to say a DeSantis record. When it comes to education, there's no comparison. So I'm just saying, Glenn Youngkin, these people want to use you. They don't care. You're being thrown under the bus. This is exactly the wrong campaign to get involved in. I'm just giving you my friendly advice, which I'm sure you'll take, of course. There's a time and place for everything. Be careful. Be careful. Or you might not like the outcome because these people do not have your back and they don't give a damn about you. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters and emergency personnel, our truckers, the freedom fighters. Most of all, I want to thank each and every one of you for listening today. Take a check at Amazon and God bless you.